Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to the Late Breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to tune in for new episodes every Wednesday and Grand Prix Sunday. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Late Breaking F1 podcast presented by Harry Eid, Sam Sage, and me, Ben Hocking. For the first time in 2023, there's three members of Late Breaking here at a recording. We have done the bare minimum. We have shown up. Go us. Um, Sam, did you leave the door open and let this guy back in? Look, he came begging and he offered me 99p and I said, you know what, mate? As I've known you since you were an eight-year-old boy, I'll give you a second chance. And he came back from Thailand, groveling. And he's here. So, Harry, welcome <laughs> back to the show. Thanks, guys. You're a pair of morons, but thank you anyway. Um, well, he's off again. Yep. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad. So, it's, there's not many podcasts that it takes them 11 days of the year before they get their full uh, full lineup back in check. But it's, you know, that's how we roll here. Um, I missed you guys. Uh, that's nice. Oh, we, we, we batch recorded our, our last three uh podcast it's been quite a while since i've done one of these um feels weird i'm happy to be back i would say you might be you know out of uh rhythm but you were never really in rhythm to begin with so it should be so what, what the meaning of rhythm is ben so uh, <laughs> fences don't have a lot of rhythm <laughs> exactly exactly um what did you have for dinner mate oh, do you know what i've not even had any that's oh. that's tragedy isn't it I don't even know what I'm, what I'm going to have. What did you have for dinner, Sam? Because <laughs> I heard oh. last week you didn't have a pizza. I know. I had fish cakes last week. I've made up for it this week. I've only had a pizza. You know, <laughs> oh, it's not down the park. <laughs> Ash's pizza. It was delightful. Really good time. Cheesy stuffed crust. I've had a good time. Ben, what did you have? Pesto pasta, mate. Oh, oh it's a classic Ben choice. It's all over it. <laughs> Love a pesto pasta. Uh, Harry, just out of interest, in the last seven days, have you learned how to spell resolution? <laughs> resolutions. Resolutions. <laughs> Thank you. All right, for your yeah, resolutions I know, last week. I know yeah. I submitted that wrong. I, 
We can't breeze past the most important news, though. What? The fire alarm started beeping again. Oh, <laughs> of course yes. it has. 2023, the Hall of Famer makes a big return to the stage. <laughs> so if you hear the beeping, folks, it'll be like a little throwback to when it, it used to do that. But there it is. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Pipe down, fire alarm. Pipe down. Don't you worry. The uh, the battery's on the way. I've ordered another one because obviously no shop in London does batteries. <laughs> What's the point of living in the capital of a nation? Yeah. If you can't buy a fire alarm battery. It's the state Sought of the after UK material. Right? It's the saffron of London. God, that is a strange, strange <laughs> reference. I couldn't think I couldn't think of anything else that's like really rare. Yeah. <sighs> Shall we talk Good. about Formula One? Oh, go on then. What's that? What's that? <laughs> brum, brum, well, beep, beep. Normally, in the middle of January, we've got nothing to talk about. And it's a bit of a love-hate relationship at the moment because we've got Andretti Cadillac to discuss. The love comes in that, again, we don't usually have much to talk about this at this time of year. And Andretti have stepped up. So thank you for that. Uh, But the downside is um, you can't make announcements on Thursdays. I know you're new to this, Andretti Cadillac. but Rule number one. Exactly. So we're getting to it eventually. Uh, that'll be the lead topic today. We're also discussing Sergio Perez and what he could be doing in 2023 in terms of a potential surge for the title. Is that out of the question? <laughs> Sorry. Can't wait to get Sam on that one. Uh, and <laughs> good to Steiner thinks that Haas will be better in 23 compared to 22. Is he right? Again, I'm sure Sam will love that one. But we'll start with <laughs> nice Andretti and Cadillac because since our last recording... Mohamed Ben Suleim essentially said, roll up, roll up, looking for teams. Andretti and General Motors. Via teams. The- <laughs> for a penny for, for a pants. <laughs> uh, so essentially, he did He did do that, probably paraphrasing a little bit. Um, and Andretti Cadillac said, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a crack if you want, mate. Um, we'll take your offer. Yeah, go on then. Sam, what's your thoughts on Mohamed Ben Suleim's response to uh, to comments regarding... Because he said he's surprised at the adverse reaction of the teams. What's your, what's your reaction to his reaction? Ben Suleim just likes to conduct all his professional business on Twitter, apparently. Uh, hello, Twitter. We're looking for new teams. Hello, Twitter. I'm surprised at the current team's reaction to the prospect of new teams. Um, I think... He's quite naive if he thought that all the teams were going to skip around in glee around the Maypole, chanting the name of the new team that was entering Formula One. But equally, I do think that Formula One teams who are currently on the grid need to butt out, shut up and go away, get on with your job and welcome new competition into the sport. Um, I think he has every right to go, oh, I'm quite surprised that people are against Fire Alarm, hello, uh, are against you know, coming into the sport. Um, at the end of the day, it shouldn't be up to the current teams. It should be up to the governing body to work out, are they financially viable? Do they bring something to the sport that we know and love currently? And are they going to be a worthy addition? And if I'm any team on the grid, it's not... And Ben has already pretexted this show off air saying that we're going to talk about the budget issue. So I'll get onto that in a minute. But if I'm any team on that grid and I go, oh, new team coming in. Well, I want to beat them. I want to be the best, regardless of who I'm racing. I welcome competition. I want to beat them. But as we've seen from their reaction, very much not the case. Now, I am hoping that Ben Siliem is deciding to overrule that, try and be a bit forcible, forcible, forcibly political. 
Well, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I would get forcible, forcible, forcibly political. Look, we know how I got Fernando Alonso's name wrong last week. Fernando, uh, and now we've said this incorrectly. It's the start of the year. It's going well. My point being, I'm <laughs> hoping that he right. maybe steps in, uses a bit of that political <laughs> muscle to override what's going on and tell the teams basically to pipe down, shut up and get on with your lives. Because we want Andretti Cagalac. We want new teams. And we went through a few teams recently about who would be welcome in the sport. They wouldn't be back markers, I don't think. They've got the financial backing. They've got the, the, the thoroughbred race team. You know, they understand success. And, you know, General Motors, Cagalac, they know how to put something together. They know how to make cars. They know commercially what they're doing. They will bring so much revenue into the sport. Which again, we'll get into more in a little bit. They but big. It's a, it's a very, very wise choice. It's a new partner to come into Formula One. They're just, the current teams are a bit scared of the finances, which I think is a bit pathetic. And again, we'll get onto it after the boys have spoken to. So there's my thoughts. I'm, I'm, I want Mr. Sulliam to crack down. Hard action. You know, like Chief Wiggum. Get them, boys. That's what I want him to do. Your aspiration for Ben Sulliam <laughs> is to act like Chief Wiggum. I would argue hey. that's already the case. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Clancy's a good guy. Clancy's a good guy. Worst police officer in the world. Shoots his gun as he's eating a donut. (laughs) (laughs) Clancy. Oh, so Ralph's adorable. Someone could bring Ralph. (laughs) My cat smells like cat food. Right. It's enough of that. (laughs) <laughs> Harry, your triumphant return to the podcast. Are you going to sit on the fence and say that you don't mind if this happens or not? <laughs> no, I, I would like this to happen um, <laughs> a lot. Dying. I'm just dying in the corner. Sorry, this Clancy that got me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, more teams on the grid, better. I, I and I've, I've thought this for a long time. It was obviously didn't work back in 2010. When we had this react three new teams, but the grid. HR2 is nice still going strong. What are you talking about? Oh, they're smashing it. N- Healthy racing team, it means. <laughs> that right. <laughs> um, but the grid looked great when it was much more full. Um, and now, yeah, you know, it's a good, good bunch of teams. And I, I don't want to go back to the, uh, the 2010 issue where we had these three teams, but they couldn't compete at all. Um, because it just made them, them being there pointless, basically. So I want a, a viable, viable candidate to come along. And and Andretti Cadillac is. I mean, Andretti on its own was. Andretti Cadillac punches even more weight now. So um, I, I hope this happens. This whole thing is fascinating because we're we're I think we're at the the beginning of something that could become much more bigger and controversial between the FIA and F1. Because I sense. As, uh, as do a lot of people, I reckon, that there's a there's a bit of tension between these two bodies. Um, not seeing eye to eye on everything, because obviously Ben uh, Wiggum ha- wants <laughs> wants uh, <laughs> wants uh, oh, new teams in F1, but but does he want them in F1 for the reasons we want them in F1, or does he want them in F1 to uh, cheese off? the people that F1 like Stefano Domenicali unsure I think maybe the latter because I think he's petty petty Ben we'll call him um I'd love to get to the stage where being petty involves 
allowing like a multi-billion pound <laughs> company into a racing series. <laughs> like I can be that successful and rich. That is yep. my version of being petty rather yep. than just like not doing it not doing the dishes or something. You imagine signing the uh, the contract with Andretti and him putting the pen down, turning to Steve Sunday going, ha, suck it, Stefano, and then walking out the room. So easy. With his gun and his donuts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I do think that's what, what we're witnessing here. But, you know, if pettiness gets us an extra team in F1, I'm all, I'm all for I'm it. I'm a fan of petty. <laughs> I'm a fan of petty. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, there's a, I hope it happens, but I think we're at the beginning of a fascinating, fascinating time for F1 and, and the FIA, which, you know, ever since the days of Max Mosley and Bernie Eccleston, has it ever been as harmonious since then? Doesn't mean it was better then, but I'm just saying, has it ever been as harmonious Are you since bring those back days? Bernie? Is that <laughs> what you're so. saying? No, 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 no. No, no, no triple B's on this right. occasion. It's getting quoted um, on the Twitter account. No, <laughs> <laughs> please, no, Bernie. God, we don't need Bernie. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I hope, I hope it happens. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I think your almost last point there was uh, was spot on. In the and I'd probably go a step further. You think that there is a uh, brewing tension between the FIA and F one. They are on completely different wavelengths with this. I think there is a lot going on under the surface here. And it's important because a lot of the time you forget to distinguish the, the FIA and F1 um, because they are so often linked and together in the same opinion. It's very rare that actually they have different and opposing views on something. But it's it's clear here that that is completely different. I think we need to ask ourselves here, why is Ben Suliev, I was going to say, I was going to say <laughs> Chief Wingham then, but why is <laughs> why is Ben Suliev saying this? Why, why is he saying this? And the, and the answer is not, it's what he believes. That's not why he's saying this. The FIA, and not just Ben Suliev, but any real chief member of the FIA, any senior member, traditionally the organisation is incredibly private. Like, not a lot gets proactively said by leading members of the FIA outside of cheap political wins. You know, it, it, it's very rare that anything is actually said. So again, why is he saying this? Quite honestly, I think the reason he's saying this is because whilst I think he's right that the reaction has been adverse, it's not been publicly adverse from the teams. None of the teams have said anything to my knowledge. And I think F1, whilst they haven't necessarily... I think they addressed it, but they literally did just that. They addressed it, but didn't really say anything positive or negative on the matter. So he's come out and said there's been an adverse reaction. He's really surprised at this. Well, no, there hasn't actually been a public reaction from anyone. He's right. There's definitely been an adverse reaction, but privately, not publicly. So again, why is he saying this? Well, he's saying this because for the first time in recorded history, the FIA and the people at large are on the same side in an opinion. It's the first time ever where the FIA thinks something and people also think the same thing. The FIA want Andretti in F1. The people want Andretti in F1. So the FIA, I think, and Ben Sulliam specifically, they're being quite calculated and shrewd here. And they actually realise... They've got the advantage. Like, what is the number one thing 
that they can do that forces pressure onto F1. Public pressure. Like, they've got public opinion behind them. Use it. And they are using it. Ben Sullivan, the only reason he's coming out and saying this statement is because he can rouse up people like me who will actually go and comment on this sort of thing and find it interesting and, and want to delve further. There's no... You know, he could say, let's all get around a table to the to the F1 teams. That ain't going to work. Pressure from millions of fans who want this to happen and teams stopping it from happening. That could work. So I can understand why Ben Sulliam's doing this. He's piling the pressure on. Um, and I think he's being quite clever about it. It's amazing that he's actually a clever man running one of the most wealthy organisations in the globe, isn't it? You think that, you, you know, realistically, you have to take a few of those intelligence boxes there's a reason why the three of us aren't doing it i mean there is no coincidence here right it can't be coincidence that this guy doesn't really use social media to his advantage at all and then suddenly in the space of like three days he puts out two killer tweets right he knows what he's doing yeah yeah it's a smart play can i just say though when he does it he posts a picture of the text. Of his notes, yeah, yeah. But in the in the text, he's adding the people. But the, yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. Doesn't, doesn't work. Like, it doesn't work like that. Doesn't work yeah. like that. It is it's like, like teaching Yang where the camera is <laughs> when you FaceTime, and she's holding it up to like her ear on the FaceTime. It's like, <laughs> Bran, we can see you. It's a, it's a, it's like a. You need to put it to your face, not your ear. Anyway. He's getting there. He's saying something, and that's a good start. He's, so. he's getting there. Poor, I mean, poor, but we've, we've compared him to to your, to someone's nan and Chief Wiggum, all in one all hey, in segment. Hey, my nan is an icon, and Chief Wiggum is an icon. So, Mohammed bin Sinniam is going the right way to being an icon. Chief Nan. Chief Nana. <laughs> New character for 2023. Just to add sort of one more kick in at Ben Sinniam here, because why not? We're on the subject. <laughs> You know those sorts of people where you, you'll mention like a band or a singer and, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a massive fan of those. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of uh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, yeah, huge fan. I, I'm one of his I'm earliest not. followers, right? Oh, when did you start listening to him? Oh, probably about you know, 2018 or something like that. Mohammed Ben Suliam is acting like he's been on this Andretti train for years. Andretti have tried to enter F1 for a long time. They they were trying to get involved in the Force India deal, right? When Classic. they became, when Aston Martin came in. So don't act like you've been stalwarts of Andretti getting into F1 all this time. Suddenly it benefits you and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm disappointed at these reactions from the teams. You could have made it happen way before, all right? So let's get that in there. The 200 million fee, Sam, you've already mentioned it. What's your thoughts on the potential that the teams think it isn't enough. Oh, um, well, so they've signed quite a difficult to access document, as we all know, called the Concord Agreement. And that was only created, well, it was updated rather two years ago during the COVID periods when they all signed it again, 2020, I believe. So I guess now just, just into three years ago. And Every team signed it. And it did a lot of things, that agreement. You know, it stripped Ferrari of their legacy payments for simply being Ferrari. It balanced certain payments between certain teams. I I mean, I read on a reputable source that they don't. But hey, I'm not in the agreement. It's up for debate. You know, we haven't got it in front of us. They might get less, I think. Yeah. That's a great middle ground. Good thanks, Sitting Harry. 
Um, <laughs> um, anyway, and part of this Concord agreement was, of course, that if a new team were to enter, they would have to submit a $200 million entry fee, which is no small price to pay, um, and that would then be dispersed across the teams evenly, essentially to create a a mitigation of the money they might lose from prize giving in the first couple of years that that new team enters, depending on wherever that team actually finishes, of course. They might finish last. Um, Anyway, that's the purpose of it. And now certain teams have come out and said, we might be more comfortable with it if it was maybe between 600 million to 800. Imagine anything costing you six to 800 million dollars just to enter is obscene um, and ridiculous and ruins Formula One in terms of all form of competition. What do you think that this Andretti team bring? Do you think that they are going to steal all your TV rights and take all your sponsors and leave you sat there without any clothes on your back, all 10 of you as teams, if they were in human form, naked on the side of the road, hoping that someone will come and give them some charity. They're going to bring so much exposure. So many more sponsors going to turn up. This is going to benefit you for years if you get a giant of racing and motoring generally, which is, of course, General Motors and Cadillac, come into the sport. And yet they can't seem to see the longevity of the financial benefits that a deal like this is going to bring. If it was Sam Sage Racing has somehow managed to steal $200 million and has gone, I'm going to put in an F1 team, they go, who's this chump? He just shouts about his gang's handbag. Rightly so, they would say. Right? (laughs) I understand they might go, let's bump up the entry fee so we can't afford it. It's a bit different. It's a proven entity. Yeah, 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 two for your wife. Um, <laughs> whatever the saying is, two for a penny, three for a pound, four for your mortgage. Um, honestly, it's farcical and it's awful and it is ruining new entry into the sport. And this should be only decided by the governing body of Formula One or the FIA. It should have no say. The team should have no say. They should be simply doing their legal checks. Are they financially viable? And can they bring something beneficial to the sport? And I believe Andretti and Cadillac do then they're a perfect fit. I don't see what problem there is. And if you're Mercedes, your Ferrari, whoever it might be, you sh- your attitude should be, we benefit from them being here and we'll beat them and we'll show where we're the best and that makes us even better financially. That should be your attitude. Um, I think it skinks the way they're dealing with this and I'm quite gutted that it's their attitude. Not surprised, but disappointed. Harry, I think the, the, the teams would probably respond with something along the lines of the agreement was signed in was signed in 2020 during, as Sam rightly said, during COVID times when the overall prize pot was was far less than what it is this year and probably will be for following years. Do they have a leg to stand on if they were to say that doesn't represent enough of the pie now versus what it did a few years ago? Ah, shut up, shut up, teams. I'm being ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah. Ju- it's it's just like a, they're just saying it because oh oh, oh well well uh, yeah it's not enough money they're not paying enough to be here so they can't come in well no just be stupid um, yeah I'm I'm with Sam on this one the the fundamental issue is um, the team shouldn't be allowed to be, even have a say in this and don't blame them because if you were allowed to do it then you would you would try and do this but. The, and the fault lies with again with the FIA, FIA or F1 governing body of 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 the sport for letting that happen. Um, I don't I don't really understand what the the real issues are about this because I saw something uh, either today or this week 
Uh, Andretti tried last year. Well, there were a few things last year about them joining. Uh, one of the races, they tried to get a few signatures together. And the only ones who signed were McLaren and Alpine. Now, you know, I get some of the you know people like Ferrari, whatever. There's a there's a you know a status to Formula One, blah 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 blah. But I was like, Hass, you, you have been around since 2016. Like, what? Why are you against this? Because you're brand new. There's a team you might beat. It well, <laughs> a fellow American rival. Maybe that's why. But I'm just like. This you you haven't been around for years and years and years. You're only there because you were a brand new entry as of 2016. That's not they've not been around for long, and they were a brand new team. They weren't they didn't buy anyone out. So I was just like, yeah, what some teams I, I can make a slight case for in terms of why they wouldn't want Andretti there, but people like Haas, like come on. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't agree. I think it's just they're just making up excuses now to not allow them in. But the the real issue here is that they shouldn't be allowed to do that in the first place. It should be any sort of mechanism just that means that the teams in F one can stop other teams coming in. It's like, yeah, it's a sport. You 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 should just go by the rules that are set out by the governing body. We've had this discussion before around rules, around the the technical direction, around the sport, because the teams have too much say in that too. So um, it's just a bit, it's a bit of a mess, isn't it? It is. And I, I, I personally don't have any issue with what the teams are doing here. I haven't got an issue with them turning this down whatsoever. Um, because yeah, we could discuss whether it would be a good move or a bad move for the teams. They would lose that revenue initially. Would they get that back in the next year or two because of that new entry? Unknown. You could argue it's short-sighted, that they it, this is actually a good thing for them. I would listen to that and I'd probably agree with it. But I've got no problem with the teams, make with the teams saying like, it's not right for us and we want to play it safe and we, we want to protect our interests. Like you have rightly pointed out, my problem is they shouldn't have the opportunity to do that. This this should not lie with them in any way whatsoever. And I've got no sympathy for them. They put together that $200 million. I appreciate it was in COVID times. If they think that number should be higher, then they can sign a new agreement. But I think it's dealing in bad faith considering there's a move in the midst here, right? Um. Like I think it would be better for F1, and I think it would therefore be better for the teams for this entry to happen. If they disagree with that, that's okay. But again, I don't think that they should have, they shouldn't have the say in the first place. And it's what it is. It's incredibly rich. It's incredibly rich because you you reference Harry what they were doing last year, Andretti trying to get those signatures, trying to get this to happen, and essentially the response was no, we don't want you here. You're not bringing enough. You're not bringing a manufacturer with you. You're not bringing another big name in uh, in motoring with you. Can't happen. Andretti turn up. All right, here's Cadillac. They're pretty big. They're pretty big in America. How's about that? Uh, yeah, uh, still no. <laughs> you, honestly, it feels like the teams are moving goalposts they have no right to move in the first place. It's, it's, it should be nothing to do with them. It is, and I think that really needs to be changed. What is 
what is the difference between Andretti coming in with Cadillac and Williams or Haas being there and going, oh, Ferrari, I need to buy your engine. Oh, Williams, can Mercedes buy your engine? What if Andretti turned around and go, uh, Ferrari, can we buy the Ferrari engine instead? Do they suddenly get a pass into the sport because it financially benefits Ferrari? Like, well, is, is that the difference? They brought their own manufacturing, so actually that doesn't financially benefit us under the table as well as in the final standings. Is that the difference? Because it's a very, very poor rule in their minds, if that's the case. Well, I think, you know, it would benefit Ferrari, but it wouldn't necessarily benefit anyone else. And I, I, I'm i assuming, that, you know, with Haas, when they came in, there was considerable instability with Manor and Caterham at the time that if they're going to go under, you want you want a team to make up the numbers and someone with a bit more stability about them. And obviously they hooked up with Delara. Potentially that's why that was more supported. And there isn't any team right now of the 10 that are like on the brink of, of obviously we know Williams are struggling a little bit in terms of finding someone to run their F1 team. You might want to get on that, by the way. Um, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> We're here. See, season's uh, not far away, lads. We could do some content about it. You get free advertisement. Get a team boss. <laughs> but largely speaking, the grid's pretty stable at the moment, which is maybe why there's less support for this now than there was for Haas oh, six, seven years ago. It's just such a bizarre scenario. It'll be like we're going to do a British reference here. It'd be like watching the Premier League and a team goes, oh, we, we've won the, the championship, the second league, the second division. We're getting promoted into the top league. And then you know, all 20 of the current top league teams going, nah, you're not allowed to come up to this league. You're like, no, hang on. It's been the rules for everyone else and that's fine. But for us, we're not allowed to do it. It doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's a stop being grumpy boys, you know, but you know, put that stiffer up a lip in, get on with your bloody day jobs, win some races, please. Half of you can't even win races anyway. So it doesn't matter if they come in. <laughs> <laughs> Franchise model. That's how it works. Um, we'll take a pause here um, and we'll be on the other side talking about Sergio Perez and whether he can mount a 2023 title charge. i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, um, I'm going to sample this one first because I want a good laugh. Um, Sergio Perez, (laughs) 
He's setting his sights on the 2023 title. He thinks um, in a recent interview that he is currently operating pretty much at his best. We saw him have a pretty good start to 2022, um, but unfortunately for him, his title challenge faded mid-season. He did claim a few podiums and a win towards the end of the year, but certainly it was the middle of the year in 22 that seemed to cost him the most. Sam, obviously, I, I, well, you can say for yourself, but I'm pretty sure your opinion is that this isn't going to happen for him. But what is possible for Perez in 23? Yeah, you uh, you said you're going to laugh. That's what exactly what I got when I read this statement on Twitter. Uh, it was a good approach at comedy from Sergio. Um, Sergio is, you know, in the top 1% of drivers worldwide. Let's not laugh at his actual talent. He is a phenomenal racing driver, brilliant behind the wheel, has some exceptional talents and can really pull incredible results from cars that are often mediocre, midfield, you know, not meant for top running. As we saw that victory that he picked up in uh, Bahrain, where he went from the back of the grid to the front of the grid, remember, in the bloody racing point, it was phenomenal. He has some spectacular performances. But it only takes you to look at the last season to show that he thinks he's operating at his absolute best and that his title challenge might have faded. Mate, you were so far away from the points tally required that it took you until the final race of the season to wait for it, not beat the driver from the other team that had so many technical issues, strategy problems, their Ferrari, you know, and you still didn't really manage that. You couldn't even grasp the one-two when your teammate was knocking up, what, 140 points in the league, something like that. Um, I value Sergio Perez in our sport highly, massively. He's a great asset to F1, and I'm so happy he's still racing with us and didn't get kicked out of the sport after the... Um, the racing point incident where he was, you know, out of the seat. He's a great second driver for a top for top team. And he brought home the Constructors' Championship for Red Bull. Brilliant stuff. But his ceiling is far below the likes of Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Charles Leclerc. And I feel like if you put him up against any of those drivers, you know, Lando Norris even, you know, George Russell, I don't think Perez mounts a title challenge. I do not think he's capable of being on that top step or fighting until the last lap for that top step every single race for a whole season straight. The only time he's won is often when there's been a failure in Verstappen's car or some bizarre circumstance has led him to take victory. The only way I think he wins a championship, this is the only way I think he does it, is if one, Red Bull build an absolute monster of a car, right? That's part one of this. Essentially what they did in 2022. And then part two, he executes plan Nico Rosberg, where he tries to become like a little brain worm inside of Max Verstappen to destroy any form of confidence, continuity, comfortability in that car that he can and get under his skin in every single asset possible. You know, there are stories of joking stories, I, I don't know, of Nico Rosberg cooking bacon outside Lewis Hamilton's motorhome to try and wind him up. That's the level of in your head he needs to be to annoy Max Verstappen. And Max Verstappen, quite honestly, is an absolute weapon when it comes to mind games. The bloke is not phased by anything. You know, even when he realised, he, you know, in Japan, remember, they said, you've won the world title. We got the car went, don't think I have, mate. Anyway, we'll do it next week, not a problem. The guy's oh, not phased. He's not phased by anything. So Sergio Perez, I don't know what, Ministry of Defence is going to go on the Ministry of Mind Attack and do something absolutely special. I'm sorry, Sergio. Love you dearly. You're a real asset to Formula One. 
but you're not going to win this title. Love the, the 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 mental positivity and trying to boost yourself up, which is great. Let's just be slightly more realistic with our goals. That's okay. I've got realistic goals. Go out the house once a day. You know, eat more fruit. All things are, are achievable. Sergio Perez winning the world title for the Drivers' Championship. Mm, that's more like me becoming an astronaut. Not really going to happen. Please don't let that happen. Although NASA, if you are listening, it could be fun. <laughs> Great content. Great yeah. podcast content. <laughs> this week, Sam goes to space. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Why not? 22 views. What's your thoughts on, uh, on on the ceiling for, for Perez's season? Is it as leaky as Sam's? Oh, it's been repaired now. Cheers, Keith. That's very rude. Uh, yeah, cheers, Keith. Um, yeah, I think I think the issue for Checo is that his teammates Max Verstappen. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Bad. That yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's realised yeah. that one. He's brought the fire there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good at the F one. Yeah, good at the F one. Um, and and I, I know Sam mentioned Nico Rosberg there, which is quite a good example, but. The problem for Checo is, I think he could, even if he played as many mind games or uh, as Nico Rosberg did, he doesn't have the consistency that Nico Rosberg had against Lewis Hamilton. And let, let's be honest, yeah, that still wasn't enough for Rosberg to to beat Hamilton on, on most occasions. So um, uh, this is it's a very similar situation in that sense. But I, I just don't think che- Checo has has that. I think he could have a season next year that's. I don't know, fifty percent better than the one he had last year, and and it just wouldn't be enough to to beat to beat Verstappen. Not the current form that Verstappen's in, so it it might take some outside. To be honest, it might be better for Checo if there are more more teams involved, more cars involved in a title fight. If you get Ferrari involved properly, maybe if that if that's possible. Also, Mercedes. When they're taking points off each other, you, we saw this. You know, right in '07. Well, exactly. Yeah, fire amongst yourselves, and I'll nab it at the last race, styley. So, um, and, and yeah, we saw it in like 2010 when there's you know five drivers involved there. When they're nipping points off each other, it keeps it keeps them more open. So maybe that's what Checker should hope for. But but if it's going to be a straight up fight between him and Verstappen, or it, you know, even the likes of him versus Hamilton again. Why wouldn't Verstappen be in that scenario? Is my point there. So, yeah, um, admire the optimism from Sergio, and um, I'd love for him to su- to surprise us and have an absolutely blinding year. But I just, yeah, I like you say the ceiling. I'd, I, he he could definitely reach a higher peak than he's at, but I just don't think that that peak's enough. So, sorry, Sergio, I, I do like you. In terms yeah. of ceilings, Verstappen's is like the Burj Khalifa, right? Oh, <laughs> Checo's is like Ozzelbol. Yeah, like wet, like a wet. That's so insulting. I mean, I'm joking. Yeah. He isn't going to be insulting because he's not going to clue what Ozzelbol no, is. No one goes what Ozzelbol <laughs> is. So it's our local bowling alley local where we lived in. Bowling alley. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Perez is like a block of flats. You know, it's like it's higher than most people can get. Don't get me wrong; still pretty tall. But yeah. there's a long way to go before you Burj Khalifa. <laughs> I, th- I think the main problem with what Sergio Perez is saying here is that he's saying two things and only one of them can be true in that he's pushing for a title in 2023 
that's great. And he's also saying he's operating it near his best. Well, if you're operating it near your best, <laughs> you're not going to win a title. Now, you could say one or the other. You could say, I'm pushing for the title next year. Why? Well, I wasn't very good in 22, and I know I can do 100 times better. Okay, that makes sense. Or you could say, I'm pretty much operating at my best, which means, let's face it, I probably can't win a title. That makes sense. It doesn't make sense to say that you're pretty much operating at your best, which is 150 points behind your teammate, and I can win a title. All joking aside, I completely understand and agree with Perez saying this, because the second you lose that self-worth, the second you lose that inner feeling that you are the best driver in the world, is the day you might as well retire. So I completely understand why he's saying this. Every single driver on that F1 grid has that internal belief that if everything is right on the day for them, no one can beat them. And I, fair play to all of them. That's what you should have. But realistically speaking, it isn't going to happen. And I I understand what you're saying, Sam, in terms of the, the, the Rosberg theory here. I actually have a two-step plan that Perez can win the title, just like you do. Step one is exactly the same in that Red Bull build a dominant car. But step two for me is Verstappen gets disqualified from the season for some reason. I, I, I don't see a situation where he can do a Rosberg. Good. He's very good. at Perez is good at the F1. Verstappen's a bit better than good at the F1 is, is the reality <laughs> of it. And Great at the F1. Yes, I, I might stretch to great for Verstappen. Um if you look at Rosberg and Rosberg's strategy that you've already sort of laid out, in 2013, Rosberg, I think, was 18 points away from beating Hamilton as teammates. 2014, it was 67 points. 2015 was 59 points. So he was, you know, those second two years weren't like nail biters, although I guess technically 2014 was thanks to the dull points. Um, but, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Um, so I, I guess yeah, he was still in touching distance. He was never 150 points behind his teammates. So I, I, I think saying Perez can do the same thing as Rosa, I can't see it happening. But certainly, I, yeah, I, I think a, a runner-up spot can happen, and probably should have happened in 2022. So that can happen if Red Bull have the car. And I wouldn't say he's operating at his best. I would disagree with that statement personally. I think he was probably at his best in the back end of the 2020 season is in his last season for, for racing point that year was phenomenal, but certainly, yeah, he, he can be what Red Bull need him to be. And I have no problem with having the confidence that he, he can mount a charge. And I'd be more disappointed in him if he said something that I believe to be wrong, but the truth, if that makes sense. Yeah. You've got to have that confidence. You've got to back yourself. If you don't back yourself, why should anyone else ever bother backing you? Right. Especially in a sport sport. You need to believe that you are the best, but if last year's performances are anything to go by, you've got a long way to be, to, to even get close to being the champion. So it's a, it's a big step up, my friend. And good news for you, Sergio. When we come back after this break, we're going to be talking about two drivers that you will almost definitely be beating this season. We're going to be talking about Haas and whether they can improve on 2022. Don't talk to me about Georgie Russ. Oh, I miss you, Liz Laughter TV.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, welcome back. Haas, they made inroads, let's say, in 2022. 2021 was a complete write-off. 2022, they were far more successful, but still a midfield team taking occasional points here and there. Oh, and the odd pole position when Brazil comes around. But outside of that, (laughs) it was a fairly middle-of-the-road season for Haas. Gunter Steiner has said that he believes that Haas will be even better in 2023 than they they were in 2022. Harry, is he right? Well, for their sake, I hope so. Because (laughs) they were just very okay in uh, 2022 um i mean yeah uh, i don't know they they've not uh, they've not had a a great season for for a while probably their what was their last good good season 2018 when they yeah. finished fifth when they probably should have finished fourth really yeah um so yeah ha- maybe maybe, maybe Gunther's feeling the pressure i don't know um I think Haas has needed a decent year this year because last year didn't for for what they did, and we've spoken about this already. But for what they did in twenty twenty one, which was you know admirable, uh, their tactics there, sacrifice an entire year, make twenty twenty two good. I I wasn't expecting Haas to start winning races, but you you know you look at you look at the Braun story where Honda. You know, yes, they were producing bad cars, but basically they produced a bad car in 07, 08. They just didn't bother basically for 09. And obviously that became Braun, but that, that paid off in, a, in, a, in an extreme style. But, you know, that's what you're kind of thinking of when, when Haas said they were doing the same thing. I, I'd expect them to be, I thought they might have another 2018 year in 2022. Everyone following this? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Shockingly, but yes. but but they uh, but they but they didn't. So you know, pressure's on now because that year you could say has almost been wasted. Uh, you know, hanging out at the back of the grid in twenty twenty one. They don't have those drivers that they had in twenty twenty one as well, whether that's right or wrong. Um, and now they've got a. Well, we spoke about the driver lineup. I won't go there. But anyway, they've got an experienced driver lineup. They've got to hope the car's better. Um, if the car is better, you know, Hockenberg and Magnussen, I I trust them just about enough to bring home some solid points on a, on a, on a race day. Um, but yeah, not, nothing last year led me to believe that this year will be any different. But for their sake, I hope it is. Yeah, I think overall, in terms of the in terms of the lineup, just to quickly mention that because I'm, I'm sure we'll have an episode coming up in the next next month or so that looks at the rankings of the teams and the, their driver lineups and where we think they are overall. But I, th- I think you could, if you're Haas, honestly say with the lineup, it's stronger than last year. It might be a short-term view, but it's it's, it's better than last year. And I don't think you could say any, anyone outside of the top three teams 
definitively has a better lineup than you. You could definitely make a case and say Alpine or Aston Martin or McLaren. They might have a better lineup than Haas. But I think you could also argue the opposite for all three of those. It'd be touch and go. I, I probably would say that of those four, I'd put Haas last. But the point is, those other three, I don't <laughs> think you can say a far gone from where they are. <laughs> you could say it, but you're an idiot if you do. It's what Ben just said. I, uh, no. <laughs> he's arguing no. with himself if, throughout if, this whole point. It's brilliant. I'm not. Me and Sam I, are going to go, but I'm just going to argue with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to say that Haas have a better lineup than Ferrari, I'd call you an idiot. If you said <laughs> that Alpine have a better lineup than Haas, I wouldn't call you an idiot. I would say, I don't think you're right, but I think yes, you could yeah. make the case. And I think you could also okay. make the case for McLaren because you've got a driver there that you don't know what you've got yet. And I think you can make the case for Aston Martin because I would put Hulkenberg and Magnussen clear of Lance Stroll. So, again, you could make arguments. So I think lineup-wise, they're, they're all right. The problem is they need to learn how to develop their car during the season because if, if you go back to Bahrain of, of last year, where Magnussen has a fantastic finish, coming out of that race where McLaren were last almost and... Aston Martin weren't doing a great deal and and neither were Alpine. Coming out of Bahrain, there was, you know, is this a fourth place team? Is this a fifth place team? It was on the cards at that early point in the year. But they just don't develop their car throughout the year. They just lose pace to everyone. That's going to be the key. If they want a better 2023, they have to be as good at the end of the season as they are at the beginning relative to the other teams around them. And... Yeah, outside of and they need to be more consistent. You're right because they'll have odd weekends where they're really good, like Austria and Bahrain, and then they'll just go like eight races without scoring. So they absolutely need to address that as well. Do you think that 23 would be better than 22, Sam? Well, Harry summed it up in one go. I should bloody hope so. Honestly, <laughs> what is the point in Haas? They are point last essentially. That is the worst joke I've ever made. Um, Do the drums, Ben. Oh, hang on. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, no, this, is one of the, this is one of the things that the soundboard hasn't actually got rid of, so, you know. I'm fuming about that. Oh. I didn't realise that. Are you ready, folks? Earlier. Here we go. What's the point in Haas? They are essentially point Lars. Overrated. <laughs> no, that's the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing my jingle. He's done you. He's done you. He's sent him for a bag of chips. <laughs> What are we shoes can't see? I can't tell who's in my mouth. I'm on a podcast in bloody podcast. The listeners. That was actually intentional, but I will give you a. There you go. Oh, it's the worst bit to ever grace this podcast. Um. Anyway, my point is here. Ironically, what is the point in Haas? Um, they've binned off the whole of a whole year of racing and brought nothing. You beat Alpha Tauri by two points. Both of those teams serve no real racing purpose in the world of Formula 1 at the moment. At least AlphaTauri are building drivers for a future team to maybe go on and take world titles. Building all the right? famous. You're goddamn right, Yuki Sangoda. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Three bags full. But pass. <laughs> pass. What are you doing? Not only have you got rid of, you know, a, a future possible talent in Mick Schumacher, I'm not saying he set the world alight the last two years. He wasn't anything special. I, you know, slated him as much as the next person. 
But you're bringing Nico Hulkenberg, who was once a great hand at racing. He's not got a car consistently in a Formula One field for, what, three seasons, maybe? Um, so, you know, it's going to take him some time to get up to speed. And K-Mag's an absolute box office sensation. You never know what you're going to get with him. Sometimes you get pole position. Sometimes he wipes out four people in one corner. You just don't know. So, on track, it's a bit of a disaster. Off track, you're the most boring team to have ever existed. You come out of the land of the free and the home of the brave. Why don't you be brave and come up with a bloody marketing strategy and bring in some bloody money and get some good sponsorship that isn't MoneyGram? What the hell is MoneyGram? It is a disaster. It is a disaster. Heart is disaster. Oh, come on. one. You're a joke, Gunter. You're the most overrated team boss, and the only thing you're good for is banter on Drive to Survive. You need to do more than this. I am bad enough for being nice to Haas. Do something on the bloody track. You know, that pole in Brazil ain't saving you, Sunshine. I've got my eyes on you, and I do not want another bloody eighth or ninth place where you might beat Williams, who, honestly, they ain't got a clue what's going on. They've just got legacy to ride on, so at least they've got something. You, Sunshine, you're six years old. What do I say to six-year-olds? Go back to school. Holiday's over. Should probably stay away from six-year-olds, Sam. Yeah. I real... live next to a school. Luckily, <laughs> I've not got anything going on. Good. Well, <laughs> Sam's really riled up. So what could we possibly do on the other side of the break to cause him to calm down? We'll play an infuriating game that he's sure to get annoyed at right after this. Woo! I'm going to lose. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, folks, I say a game which is pretty vague because, well, it is a pretty vague concept. During this winter break, I have, I was going to say, I'm quite a sad person. You're fairly aware of that already, both of you and everyone listening. I've gone back through the archives of the late breaking podcast, looking at some of our games that we've played, looking at some of these submissions that we've done for race reviews. And I've put together some questions that I'm going to test Sam and Harry on here. What is that noise, mate? Is that you, Sam? Is it key? I'm not using the blender. It's so loud. It's the blender. Oh, it's the whole floor away. I'm so glad it's not me with the household appliance for once. As if this home with the household appliances, mate, I'm embarrassed. I'm mortified. She blended herself. She's blending bricks. She's <laughs> yeah. Ian, apparently. Ian's gone. <laughs> All of Famous <laughs> dead. <laughs> Oh, oh, gosh. Dear she's me. only been all of for two weeks and she's gone. That's right. The rest of the household are jealous. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, there was a point in all that. Anyway, I've got 10 questions in front of me. There's some random ones here. Some of them are multiple choice. There's probably there's a higher or lower one in there. There's a bit of everything oh, in this quiz. God. All right. Um, I don't, this is going to be a bit mental. So, you got a jingle? No. <laughs> <laughs> Time for jingles. No. 
Harry, can you pick a number between one and ten? Uh, seven, please. That's very not you. I'm worried about what Thailand's done for you. These uh, resolutions, right? Okay, it's a 50-50, this. Oh, yes! <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Across all games that we've ever played on the podcast, who has the better record? You or Sam? <laughs> zero, zero. Each. I mean, this could... Um... I know where I'm swinging. <laughs> it would be wrong. I'll go Sam. That's very modest of you. And it's got you zero points. Well done. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it, it is you, Harry. I won't provide any more context to that because there are other questions that are around the games that might give away an answer. But um, okay. you have one more than Sam has. Oh, I suck at all knowledge. Yeah, imagine the irony being that Sam win, wins this by I'm one point. I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nil-nil. That seems appropriate. Sam, what number do you want? Uh, 10, please, Ben. Ooh, number then 10. 10. This one is a 33-33-33. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Any percentages? I should not be near. The answer is one of us three. Oh. Out of the three of us, who has given yeah. Max Verstappen the most driver of the days? This is literally a shot in the dark, isn't it? I could, I could run into a wall and the answer <laughs> could be imprinted on my head. Where's the and bias? I still have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that it is Ben who said it. And it's a good answer. Yes, 2023 is my year. So I'm sure Sam is the most British biased because he's only given him 11 times. Uh, but then it's really close between myself and Harry. Harry's given it to Verstappen 15 times. I've given it to him 16 times. Oh, I need to catch up. Yeah, I just realised it was a 33, 33, 33 <gasps> about Max Verstappen. Ooh, didn't even think about that. <laughs> you, sh- you should have claimed that. I would have. What number do you want next, Harry? Two, please. Number two. Who gave Brendan Hartley worst driver <laughs> of the day at the 2018 Belgian Grand Prix, which was our first ever race review podcast? The 2018. I'm going to go with the answer. Yes. Oh yeah, because we did we did yeah we did six episodes yeah. and stopped. Yeah, ignore times. it. Ignore um, it. We never did them. <laughs> what we did for the point of this question? Uh, who? Well, it wasn't me. Can't have been me because I loved Brendan Hartley. <laughs> um, did you see Bottas and Brendan Hartley were ha- hanging out over Christmas? Were they? He's in New Zealand, didn't he? He spent yeah, the whole thing in New Zealand. He yeah, loves it. Brilliant. Leave leave Brendan alone. Um, oh, Ben. Yeah, it was me. Sorry about that, Brendan. You're an idiot, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Next number, Sam. Um, I go for number five. Number five. Okay, we've played Order Please six times. I feel so many more. Good Lord. <laughs> How many wins do you have, Sam? What, of the overall game? <laughs> As in, like, how many times have you beaten Harry the overall game? Out of those six times, how many times have you won? Yeah. Um, have I got to give an exact number? 
more than half or less than half. So um, one, in, one in six chance again. Yeah, right. that's a huge odds. I'm, I'm going to say <laughs> I've beaten Harry four times. Four out of the six times you've won, order please. Yeah. It's happened. You know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm, I'm backing myself unnecessarily here, but yes, four out of the six. No, um, you're really bad at order please. <laughs> Is it Wang? Am I ever You've won. <laughs> I think that would, might have been the last time we actually played it. So, yeah. Oh, huge. I'm Five stepping turning. up in the world. All right, we stay at one all. Harry. Uh, number four? Number four. Um, okay, so Valtteri Bottas has the most worst driver of the day submissions. Who has the second most worst driver of the day submissions? Valtteri Bottas has got the most worst driver of the... Sorry, Walter. That seems overly harsh. Who has the Uh, second? Uh, You get three options on this. Oh, right. Would you like Nicholas Latifi, Sebastian Vettel, or Yuki Tsunoda? Oh, I know where I'm going with this. It's got to be Latifi. I can't... Latifi? Would you have gone Latifi, Sam? Oh, 100%, which means that Harry's going to be wrong. Well, you could be wrong together. Um, Latifi, <laughs> Latifi has the least of those three. Latifi has what? 14 worst driver of the day submissions. Vettel has 18. And Yuki Sonoda has the most at 19. Seppi Vett. Sorry, mate. Oh. I reckon Latifi gets away with the whole he was already rubbish so I'm going we, we expected nothing you delivered yeah. nothing <laughs> he, yeah. he got a fair amount obviously in 22 but he didn't actually really get any in 2020 or 2021 he was given the benefit of the doubt because either Mazepin was there or someone more yeah, high fair. profile did something fair. so yeah yeah back to you Sam what number uh, number 8 please number 8 who has the most back and forth wins, you or Harry? Oh, come on. This is the worst game out of all of the games we've ever played, Ben. I hate this game. I'm glad. Game um, games. <laughs> I'm going to say me. I'm backing myself again. I, I've got I would have said you, Sam. Wins. I think you're better at back I'm and forth. I'm all right at back and forth. It's the one game I'm okay at. Yeah. Yeah, you're pretty good at back and forth. Um, you've actually you've pretty much got double the wins of of Harry on that one. So, double, oh, yeah, Harry, come on, mate. You've got yeah. you've got seventeen back and forth wins, and Harry's only got how many times have we played it? Harry's only Christ. Harry's only got nine. Which twenty eight, twenty six times. What's, that maths. doesn't include the one. I, I mean, I played it a few times. Oh, yeah, but Sam's oh, done a couple yeah. as well. We played back and forth yeah. a lot. Done thirty probably. Get that jingle on, baby. It is top tier. It, that stat really proves two things. Firstly, Sam is very good at back and forth. Secondly, Sam is terrible at every game that isn't back and forth. Just don't give me any form All of multiple back and choice. Forth. One category. Fine. Just one category. <laughs> or give you a, a game on games because you're winning 2-1 now. Harry, what number do you want? Oh, shocking. What, what's left? Uh, you can have three, six, or nine. What about one wow. or two? Who went first? You went first, did you, Harry? Yeah, I had number seven. This is why, Harry, you go one to start with. You are the order in this. I picked, I did number two as well. Oh, uh, no, no, no we, question number one. Got, yeah, number one is there as well. One, three, six, or nine. 
add number one then, please. All right. <laughs> Valtteri Bottas, as we've already alluded to, has the most worst driver of the day submissions. How many times has Sam given Bottas worst driver of the day? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> how, what, how many? Can you give us a total figure? Yeah, what's before, total? That's surely not going to give away the answer. Uh, that is a good point. I should have written that there. Hang on a minute. I will get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see how many times we go to him. I mean, Harry, you can scale out. Okay. Bottas has a grand total of 26 worst driver of the day submissions. How many of those oh. came from Sam? It's out of love, though. That's the thing. It was 26, do you say? 26 total, total between yeah. the three of us. I think 22. Oh, <laughs> that makes you seem better, Sam. Actually, uh, it's fourteen. Oh, Apparently, wow, I love I love Walter. I've only given it to him three times. It's out of love. I do it because I have so much faith in him, and I'm so upset when he doesn't perform. You've only given it to him three times. So there's four. <laughs> I've given it to him loads. Sorry, you, sorry, you, you are on nine. Fourteen, nine, oh, three. Yeah. All right, uh, back to you, Sam. Three, six, or nine? Uh, three, six, nine. Um, that was us getting low, isn't it? Yeah, because it is. What a great Ooh. song. To the window, to the wall. Um, throw it to the club. Um, I'm going to have number three, please. You can have number three till sweat. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> no, no. no. Um, number three. Um, so most driver of the day submissions, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are one and two. Probably not a huge surprise there. Uh, Out of interest, Max Verstappen has 42 between the three of us and Hamilton has 29. Just a random one for them. But who has the third most? Is it Lando Norris, Sergio Perez or Charles Leclerc? Um, I'm going big Lando. It's pretty close between the three of them. It's actually Charles Leclerc. Leclerc has had 19... (sighs) Lando is at 18 and Perez is at 16. Wow. I'm wrong again. That's all right. You're still winning 2 1. <laughs> Say that and change in the last two questions. What number do you want, Harry? What's left? Six, oh, six or nine. <laughs> hey! <laughs> nice! <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> uh, number six, please. Telegraph your immaturity <laughs> before it happens. <laughs> of these four drivers, who has the most driver of the day submissions? Valtteri Bottas, Esteban Ocon, <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen, or Roman Grosjean? Oh, this is a tough layout. Roman Grosjean? Romy G. Romy G, man. Blimey. Most driver of the day submissions. Bottas, Ocon, Raikkonen, Grosjean. I don't think it'd be Raikkonen. Uh, I don't think it'd be any of them. I mean, Ocon wasn't there for a year. It's great logic. Raikkonen's not been there for a year, also. Great logic again. <laughs> How long has Roby G got been in it? Also a year. It cannot be Bottas. It cannot be Bottas. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go Bottas. Nah. Um, <laughs> so, 
Grosjean never received a driver of the day submission from oh, any savage. of us. Deservedly so. Bottas received <laughs> one driver of the day submission. And I from? will double check this. It came from Sam Sage. Um, <laughs> See? I knew I loved him. Do you get, you'd give him the... The most worst driver of the day, and the and the most driver of the day. <laughs> yeah, that's that work. Love, I love it. Do you remember the Turkish Grand Prix a few years ago, where he was just dominant, really yeah. randomly? Twenty twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. That was in when, the rain. Yeah, that was when he got driver of the day from Sam. <laughs> yeah, fair. I mean, fair. He was so good. Uh, Raikkonen at one time. Raikkonen has had three driver of the day submissions. I bet they're all from you. Uh, I think they're all from Harry. <laughs> yeah, that actually makes a lot of Yeah, sense. they're all from Harry. I knew yeah. I hadn't done it. Fair dues. I can't remember Not when. Really sure what for. I think you might have given it to him for that Portuguese Grand Prix, maybe one of them, but I don't know the other two. So Yeah, we need to go switchback. You Crazy loved it. switchback. Um, I, mean, for, I mean, there's an entire point where he's just in seventh place for no, like, shouldn't be there. Yeah. Uh, but Ocon has had driver of the day four times. I think a couple of those came as a result of his win. Makes sense. Yeah. Sam, what number would you like? He's preempted the joke. Um, I'll have number nine, please, Ben. Good call. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is my favourite question, actually. Which of these has received a worst driver of the day submission? (laughs) Dave Benson Phillips. Yeah. Brexit Beef. Yeah. A sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Or Sam Sage. One of those four has been given worst driver of the day. Which one is it? It's between me and Dave. I'm going me. I'll go Sam Sage is the worst driver of the day. The race wasn't that long ago. It was actually the Japanese Grand Prix, of course, from 2022, where it was completely flooded. Um, And I had the opinion that everyone did an all right job and I didn't have a worst driver of the day, to which Sam said, you can't do that, that's stupid, it's the rules where you need a worst driver of the day, to which I said, fine, it's you. Yes! (laughs) Which means, Sam, you have won the quiz of quizzes. (laughs) Oh, yes! The quiz of quizzes, give me a crown, someone. What's a trophy? Oh, man. I'm glad I went through... The archives for that. Um, great stuff. How many episodes it, was it that you went through? All of them. Over 200, isn't it? 200, yeah, how many is 247. It? Well, this is 248. Oh. Actually, it's more than that because we we've done a few bonus ones as well. Oh, yeah, I didn't bother with those. They don't count. <laughs> don't care about them. I think that just leaves us with question of the week. Uh, if you wouldn't oh, mind introducing it, Sam. <laughs> LB question of the week. I've missed your harmonizing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, question of the week this time out. We put this out on Instagram and Twitter as per usual, usually about a Monday evening or so. Um, and the question this week was when, of course, we do end up having a book, what will the title of our book be? Any good ones out there? <laughs> <laughs> great Shaxby. I've not read through this yet. <laughs> the great Shaxby is amazing. Um, uh, Brit wrote To Kill a Microwave, which I thought was also really. Di- honestly, Dynasty Brit. 
pulls out of the bag pretty much every time with these question of the week submissions. I think it was Dynasty yeah. Brit who did the great Shaxby as well. Yeah, I absolutely loved that. Um, there was one that was like, oh, the adventure of Statman, Gammon Boy, and Sam, which I thought was was great. So true. Getting sent for a bag of chips, a total British bias. That's so us. I mean, there's one that got a huge amount of love on Instagram, and rightly so, which was when the roof leaks, the microwave beeps, the LBP story. (laughs) Uh, That was was from NY2AZ2CO. That's great. Um, That's sensational. Greg on Twitter has thrown it back to Hall of Fame and Brexit beef and just gone with, uh, okay, bye, which I think (laughs) is... A great book title. No, we're having it by us. Maybe they might buy it. Then. Really underrated one. This one probably made me chuckle more than any of these. Uh, it came in from Ryan Matthew eighty five, which was better never than late. Nice. <laughs> that got a good chuckle out of good me. That one. Word play. Good word play. Um, <laughs> Perseverance obviously... in the midst of insanity. The story of Ian and Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of Ian and Keith on a journey together. They've never really met, but I think they'd be the best of friends. <laughs> uh, we should write a book. I, I'm surprised we haven't, quite frankly. I know we say this every time with these question of the weeks, but as usual, they're all brilliant. Like you guys mm. are far funnier than we are. Why? Why are we on it? That's well, a fair point. Oh, I mean, somehow I, I manage. That's just copying <laughs> Michael Scott, but fine. But it's a great book name. I love that series where he's like, I've got my book, Somehow I Manage by Michael Scott. It's such a good book name. I, I do agree with <laughs> Katrina May that we should just call it, Oh No. Oh No. Oh No. Oh No. Oh No. Oh what, No. Oh what, no. Which is Harry from 10 years ago on Twitter. Good Actually times. is. Oh. Bit tired after all that. I'm knackered. Oh, you haven't done this for Be- a few years, mate. It's good to have you back. <laughs> That's very true. I'm a newbie. Well, in that case, Sam, get us out of here, please. Yeah, all right. That's yeah, fine, um, hope you enjoy your winter break, everybody. Don't worry, F1 is back sooner than it was yesterday, so that's good. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to get involved in the conversation, if you're missing F1 that much, to join the Discord, the link's in the description. The three of us were always in there chatting, as well as well over 1,500, 1,600 other lovely F1 fans. Of course, we've got the Patreon, where you get extra content once a month. You get a discount on merch, and all the podcasts are ad-free. Um, helps us out massively. There's also a merch store link. So if you want to get yourself a little bit of merch, maybe you thought, oh, a bit cold where I am, get yourself a hunkalicious hoodie. You look fabulous, I'm sure. Um... And we've also got social media. Of course we do. It's 2023. So follow us on Twitter at LBreaking, the Late Breaking F1 podcast on Instagram and TikTok because we are down with the kids. And I think that is everything all from us. We're going to be back next week to talk more about general F1 stuff. In the meantime, I've been Sam the Sage. <laughs> I've been Ben Hocking. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What? You don't know what this is going to be. No. No. I don't, I don't know what it's going to be. No, I was going to say, and I have been a podcast where no members have left recently. Oh, oh, oh topical, on. topical, topical banter. And remember, keep breaking late. Can't believe I won the quiz of quizzes. <laughs> I got my donuts and my gun. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Clang, clang. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.